Hello and welcome to Sungrown Stories. I'm your host, Alexandria Irons, founder of Queen of the Sungrown, which is a company that teaches cultivators, large and small, how to grow more sustainably. Our goal is to connect the flora, fauna, and fungi in your ecosystem, creating a happier, healthier life for you, your plants, and your garden. I am so excited to be here today sharing this podcast with you. But this isn't really the first episode. This is more of a prelude to get the word out there and kind of let you know what you're going to expect over the season, give you an idea. I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself first so you can see where my interest lies in creating this podcast. I have been smoking since I was 14. I love cannabis. I have ADHD. I have mental health issues. I am a interesting human being, complex human being. (laughs) I love being outside. I love adrenaline rushes. I love gardening. I love self-sufficiency and doing things for yourself. And I have a passion for ecology and nature. I have a degree in natural science, and I thought that I was going to be a wildlife biologist. Um, I love collecting data and watching how species interact with one another from plants to microorganisms. Um, But I'm I'm not a one-size-fits-all kind of gal. I like to dance to the beat of my own drum. And about seven years ago, I decided to help my boyfriend at the time with his medical cannabis company. And we went through the licensing process. And from there, I just fell in love. I fell in love with growing cannabis, the, the commercial cannabis lifestyle, living on the farm, Um, it really just solidified my relationship with this plant that is an integral part of my life. Um, So I was, you know, kind of switched gears out of academia and research um, and just went full throttle into commercial cannabis cultivation. Um, And I had a lot of fun doing that, selling to dispensaries all over California, um, you know, the change from Prop 215 to Prop 64, um, which was medical to recreational. And it was great. It was great. But what I learned was that I actually prefer teaching people about growing cannabis um, because I think everyone should grow it themselves. It's much cheaper to grow your own at home. And There's just something so special about growing your own medicine. I mean, if you ask any grower, their flower is like the best to them. And it's because of the relationship that you build with cannabis. And so I'm really excited for this podcast because 
I have been teaching people how to grow weed for the last three years with Queen of the Sun Grown. I have a Patreon. I have classes, monthly, weekly. I have a Discord. And I'm just always there trying to help people grow better medicine for cheaper um, using sustainable options, do-it-yourself fertilizers, like, that's my goal, right? Everyone should just do something that they love. And I love teaching people how to grow weed because it's addicting. <laughs> so I have put this podcast together after the culmination of a couple of years of thinking about the best way to present education, as well as work on a little side project, a citizen science project. So what is a citizen science project? It is where citizens like you and I collect specific information for the benefit of science. Okay, so how, how does this work into cannabis cultivation, right? Well, when you think about gardening outdoors, at least if you're in the United States, you have hardiness zones. So these zones are maps or zones that are mapped out of the U.S., of specific regions according to your local average first and last frost date. Well, we don't have this for cannabis. And if you know, maybe you don't, cannabis is a photoperiod plant. That means that it's affected by the amount of darkness. So when the days change, you know, the length of the day and the length of the night, it triggers a hormonal a hormonal response in cannabis to either be in a vegetative state or to begin flowering. Well, this is affected by the position of our latitude, right? So that is the position you are at in comparison to the equator. So not only do we need to be thinking about the first and last frost date for planting outdoors, but we should also take into consideration our latitude. There is no zone out there that has this information for people who are growing outside. So I was growing most of my career in California. And I recently, almost, you know, two years ago, moved to northern, northeastern Washington. And I noticed a significant difference in the time that my cannabis, my outdoor cannabis started flowering. Now, this is because the initiation of that length cycle happens later because the days are longer later in Washington, in northern Washington. So they didn't go into flower until later. Does this make sense? I hope so. <laughs> um, this is something I've been pondering for a while now, over a year and a half. And it's how do we create these zones so that people are confident in when to plant and what strains or cultivars to choose in their region. Right now, most breeders put uh, harvest dates on their seed package, and that's it. Harvest between October 15th and October 31st, or September 15th to October 1st. Well, we need more. We can do better. With legalization coming around the country um, and more people growing, we need to create these zones. So this podcast will follow the life cycle of a specific cultivar 
or strain of cannabis that is being grown by people across the U.S. You and me are going to be growing these seeds and collecting data for this citizen science project. Yes, I'm very excited. I have partnered with the Humboldt Seed Company to provide everyone that wants to participate with two three-packs of seeds. So one of the three-packs is going to contain triploid OG Kush seeds, and the other is going to contain diploid OG Kush seeds. So now that you know a little bit about me and my background, you know what a citizen science project is and the purpose of this podcast to not only educate and provide amazing content on cultivation outdoors, funny stories, history, culture, but it is documenting this citizen science project to create growing zones for outdoor cannabis. Now, what's the difference between a triploid and a diploid cannabis seed? I didn't know. I just interviewed Ben from the Humboldt Seed Company, and he gave me the lowdown. So, Ben, you can explain it better than I. Let's hear it. Right now, the the big focus is definitely on on triploid cannabis and kind of what we've we've kind of unlocked another <coughs> what I think is um, potentially in the next great you know step step in cannabis evolution uh, as far as human you know humans interaction with cannabis is and that's uh, cannabis with three chromosomes which does occur naturally in cannabis and like with like a frequency of like you know one in 3000, but the kind of essentially what it is, is, you know, most cannabis has two chromosomes, just like humans, you know, you're a diploid, I'm a diploid, um, you know, everyone listening to this podcast, they're all, we're all diploids, meaning we have two sets of chromosomes that, you know, as, you know, our cells and our body divide, those two sets replicate themselves so that then the next cell has the, an identical copy of of those same two sets of chromosomes in triploid cannabis um you find these anomalies um kind of they're really low frequencies they can be like you know one in three thousand um for triploids which meaning it has you know it has one extra chromosome um it still functions um just like a cannabis plant the only um, limitation is that it itself can't produce um viable seed it it can produce a small amount of seed but it's not necessarily viable um it's kind of almost like a the common um analogy would be like a mule kind of inherits the best qualities from both parents but it really can't pass them on to to any offspring and then there's also tetraploid cannabis um which is four sets of chromosomes that this year we just found the first naturally occurring um tetraploid cannabis plant um in a pheno hunt in uh central california just kind of just randomly looking through a buddy's a buddy's field and taking all these leaf samples and we were um kind of messing around plant or we were learning and you know on a flow cytometer and just ran all these samples through a flow cytometer and there was like 
800 plants in this field and we had run thousands of samples through this flow cytometer at this point. We had found a couple of natural triploids, which we were pretty used to finding in some, in some frequency. And then all of a sudden we found a natural tetraploid and we tested the same sample, you know, four times, did a double blind test, went back to the field, mixed up everything and then sampled it again. And it came, it came back again. So it was pretty, pretty wild. And what that tetraploid plant is, is what most likely happened to create that plant was early on in that plant's life. Um, it was growing as a normal diploid plant, just two chromosomes and some small stress factor occurred that interrupted the division of a cell. And in cannabis, you have the diploid. And what happens first when the cell re reproduces is that those two chromosomes make an ident identical copy of themselves. So for a moment in time, there's four chromosomes in the cell before mitosis happens and the cell splits. Well, at, if at that moment that the cell's trying to split, um, local pressure can be temperature swings, can be um, you know other comp natural organic compounds in, in the environment, hits that cell or hits that plant and affects all the cells at the same time, that plant's, that, that specific division will be interrupted and the cell will be, become intact or be attached. And so whenever it goes to split again, it'll replicate four sets of chromosomes over and over again. So the plant becomes a tetraploid. And with that tetraploid plant, now as a natural four, you know, four chromosome plant, you can cross it with a normal, you know, every day, every cannabis plant that, you know, most folks have ever seen, which is a diploid plant. And so you have four chromosomes, plant cross the two chromosome plant, and they split the difference. And they make seeds that contain three chromosomes. And those three chromosome seeds are the triploids that are what is kind of exciting for the future of cannabis. And which would be really cool to see people grow maybe even side by side with growing maybe a couple of triploid OG plants next to a couple of diploid OG plants to just see the difference. Cause it would be very, it'd be very, very like, it's a very obvious um, kind of evolutionary step. You see this plant is beautiful diploid plants. And then beside it, the same genetic, the same smell, the same structure, but everything's a little bigger. The buds are a little bigger. There's a little bit more smell to it. There's a little bit there. The trichromes are shaped different. So they're the plants like aesthetically are a little shinier. I am so excited for this. This is a project that needs to be done. I talked to Jorge Cervantes about this. So this whole podcast is actually going to be following the life cycle of a strain selected by Ben from the Humboldt Seed Company. And it's going to help encourage people to participate in the citizen science project of collecting data on when we're growing these plants outside, um, when they're triggering going into flower, according to different hardiness zones. Um, so like, it's a really amazing how it's all kind of tying together, you know, Gary, you know, Ben, I just thought that this would be a beautiful intersection of all of our community and the education that we can bring and kind of uni unite each other, um, 
because I think everyone should be growing outdoor cannabis if they can. <laughs> Boy, uh, you and I get along really well now uh, <laughs> because that's what I think, too. I think cannabis should be grown outdoors. Um, you know, there's the bag appeal and all of the, the ways you can push things indoors, but it, it should be outdoors. Um, it, it's free. The sun shines out there. You can have really great organic soil outdoors, uh, which is really almost impossible indoors. I know people argue with that, but um, I, I, I just... I just don't think I well I I know that it's you just don't have a big as big enough volume of soil to practice true organic uh, principles and then too you know I mean it's uh, there's a bottom on all these pots and stuff you know so 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 um, the tap room can't go down all kinds of stuff but uh, yeah yeah actually Gary still or Doctor Gary I'm Gary to me um, I. He's also he's still doing articles. He's still doing articles for uh, for seedsman and stuff. He's got he's got a few things going there. I've got all kinds of people involved in this project. So, um, you know, you can sign up and you'll get your seeds, and you have to participate every week. You're going to get a survey, and the survey is going to ask you a few questions, and you're going to submit some photos, answer the questions. And the more you participate, the greater chance you have of winning prizes at the end. I'm not sure what the prizes are going to be yet, but we've got sponsors from companies across cannabis industry that are really excited to be involved with this. I'm sure there will be seeds and nutrients and um, all kinds of fun stuff to win. But there's going to be prizes awarded for all different things that just participation alone, the person who participates the most, um, there's going to be a prize awarded to the underdog, whoever goes through the roughest outdoor season and still pulls off a harvest. Um, I am hoping that we'll get some sponsorships from labs so we can get testing, genetic testing results on some of the samples. So this is a huge undertaking. And you're going to have to sign up for the Grow Along Patreon tier in order to receive the seeds, get the survey, and participate from the beginning to end. But you are contributing to science. You are a part of this zoning mapping for outdoor grown cannabis. You are part of, this is making cannabis history, and you're going to be a part of it. This is just, I'm just so excited. It's amazing. Um I, I I just, I can't wait to see what the results are and the participation. And I have so many amazing episodes outlined for you for this whole season of the podcast. So again, Sungrown Stories, it'll air every Saturday, beginning in March and ending in November. Kind of like a haiku, you know, it's following the seasons. And it'll be hosted and narrated by yours truly, but I have a ton of interviews that'll be interspersed. And if you want to support the Citizen Science Project, sign up for the Patreon, get your seeds. You'll also receive the entire full interviews that I cut up to throw into these episodes from folks like Jorge Cervantes, Ben from the Humboldt Seed Company, Dr. Riley Kirk of the MAP. Uh, oh, God, I shouldn't have said it because I'm not going to remember how to medical applied pharmacognosy or something like that. Oh, no. 
<laughs> so the nonprofit is called NAP, N-A-P, or the Network of Applied Pharmacognosy. It's a very long name, but every word in it means so much. So it's the network, which means the community. It's community-driven research. It's not just me. It's not just like what I find important. It's community-driven. It's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to share education, laughs, and create this collaboration that unites growers from across the country and eventually the world. I have talked to Dr. Gary Yates. He's based in Spain, and he would like to bring this to the to Europe next year. So you guys are going to be on the ground floor, the beta testers, the first ones to figure this out, the best way to collect the data. I really need your support in this. Um, support and be a part of cannabis history and let's have some fun and learn together and if you are participating you're going to get behind the scenes access to exclusive interviews roundtable discussions to talk with some of the guests and have uh, discussion panels on your growing season and what's going on with those diploid and triploid seeds from the humboldt seed company um it's it's gonna be great yes I can't contain it I am just so excited anyway this isn't a real episode this is just a teaser to get it out there pay attention subscribe put it turn on notifications and you can follow along um, sign up for my newsletter if you want on my website or patreon or youtube it's all at queen of the sungrown and um, you know Stay tuned and stay excited and get ready for this amazing outdoor growing season with these amazing new genetics. All right. Thank you guys so much for the support. And again, I just can't contain my excitement for this project. So I'll see you soon. And I can't wait to hear from you and see who signs up and wants to participate in this project with me. Ha, ha, ha. There was a flame there.